What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the second episode of K Mac Reacts. Duo. <laughs> so we back on here with another one. So we about to get out here. And shoot, today, I mean, technically what, it's tonight now, it's 9.14 uh, Eastern Time, okay. where we are. So we here currently in Michigan still, so. I just want to talk about a couple of things that come to mind. You know, you can either relate, you don't have to relate in any way, but if you feel connected, go ahead and listen to it. But we're going to just get into different topics and whatever comes to our minds. So the way that we listen to music, the way that we watch uh, videos and movies, it just depends on the genre, right? So we're going to get into just talking about everyday life and see where it goes. So, babe, you know, one thing that's on my mind is just uh, health in general. You know, I'm a health nut. You know, I consider herbs as healing, that the body is uh, wholesome, that it can actually heal itself. But you guys, what I want you to understand is that there's a saying that people say in time, things will change it all. It's not actual. Let's just diagnose this uh, status or this 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 saying that people actually say it's not time that heals everything it's actually progress you know something that i say all the time babe is uh progress doesn't make perfect it actually makes progress it's every day that you commit to making a change you know michael jackson said it at best he said look in the mirror and be the change that you want to be but you guys let's be real it's honestly the saying that makes sense if you don't like something that you see, then it's your job to actually change it. And I relate that to health every day. If there is something that my body needs, I try to diagnose it. And I don't mean just by saying like I need to go to a doctor or something, but maybe, you know, I crave peanut butter all the time. I do know this. And let's break it down. When you crave peanut butter, when you crave pasta, when you crave these uh, calories, you guys, it's your body saying that it actually needs more protein. When you're craving sugar, it's your body actually saying that it needs more electrolytes. It really is diagnosed in the way that when you eat something, what does it contain the highest? If it's calories, that's what your body is actually needing. Everybody, I'm a vegan, uh, babe over here, he's not, but we make it actually work. Yeah, and I think I like we do my, good. I like my meat, <laughs> so I ain't giving that up. I gave it up for three months one time without even knowing. I mean, to be real with y'all, she cooked so good that I didn't realize that I had stopped eating meat for like three months. And I, I like, I lost weight, but at the same not time, purposely. I did, not purposely though, I lost weight and I didn't even realize it until I was like, man, I'm at work and you know, I got people saying, Hey, what, what, what you bring today? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Cause you know, uh, she was making a lot of meals. So, you know, I had stuff to go to work with and, you know, everybody was always curious to see what I came with next. And it was just like, dude, do you eat meat? Are you vegan out or vegetarian? I'm like, no, I actually still eat meat. Well, it's like, well, it's been like three months. So, uh, I definitely got to give her a props though. Cause she definitely, uh, she, she definitely is on point with the, uh, with her kitchen game. So, uh, yeah. And we and we try to do a duo, you know, yeah, we, do. we do the chopping and we get the oils together. Yeah. We know the degrees that you actually have to use. You guys, there is a science. Don't let somebody tell you, it's not. <laughs> but it's not difficult. You know, anyone can actually cook. It's just the effort that you put towards it. And let's just talk about effort, right? Let's break that down. Effort is everything that you do in life. People talk about their work ethic. They talk about uh, their drive. They talk about their inspirations. They talk about their motivation. But guys, that's effort. 
Right. It doesn't matter what moves you every single day. It's the effort that you put forth because somebody can inspire you, but it doesn't mean that you actually have the drive and the time to put forth. It means basically what you have a, I, I would say an interest in, but I would also say a passion. I'm very passionate about the things that I do and I know that my babe is too. And that's why we actually pair really well together. You know, just going off our relationship you guys, let's talk about relationships. I know we're jumping everywhere, but like we told you, this is going to be kind of everywhere today. So <laughs> going off of relationships and putting forth effort, you guys, nothing is easy. You know, we know the saying that there is nothing easy that comes in life. And if it is, you guys, I'm not sure if it's worth it because you didn't have to take the time to actually get it. You didn't have to do the hard work. You didn't actually know. We tell children all the time, you don't know what it is to be an adult. And that's because they don't. Right. They don't know what it is to work for a dollar, but we have to teach them in the right, right ways. But going off of relationships, babe, let's talk about that. You're a meat eater. I'm a vegan. You know, how does that affect us? You know, and does it affect us? What do you think? I mean, there there can be like certain moments. So I just want to let you guys know, like not everything is going to be easy, right. you know, in relationships. So I don't want to make it seem like we we're like we have like the the. Perfect okay. relationship. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's the word I was looking for. Perfect relationship because we have our, you know, our mild up and downs, like you know, the rest of the world. Um, when it comes to like as far as me and her parent, and you know, with our eating habits and stuff like this, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I can cook, <laughs> like I can cook, but I can cook for me. So when it comes to like actually having to cook for another person, especially somebody that's vegan, I do understand, you know, where she's coming from. It should be a lot easier to cook for a person that doesn't eat meat than it is a person that does cook meat. But, you know, when it comes to creativity, when it comes to that, because just because she's a vegan doesn't mean she's just constantly going to eat the same thing. Salads. When we go out to restaurants and they offer her a selection of salads, I mean, it's kind of like condescending at the same time because it's like, I could have sworn that maybe y'all would have thought that, you know, the vegan, the veganism has like blossomed around the United States. And it's like, why wouldn't you guys have something that you can put on a menu other than a salad? Because baby, you know, I can throw down. Yeah, she definitely can throw down. <laughs> so it's like, if, she, if you can cook better than, if she can make herself a meal better than an actual restaurant can, it's kind of like a waste of money. Cause I know we've sat there and we've eaten before and it's like, she'll ask for, you know, if you guys don't offer anything, can you like saute me up some vegetables and maybe put it in a wrap and stuff. And it's crazy the responses that we get because most of the time they are upcharged for like a dollar per vegetable item, yep. a piece of broccoli, um, uh, onion, uh, green peppers. And don't and let it be sauteed because, you know, it's like a $2 extra. Just to put it in a wrap, you guys, and I can get me a whole burger with fries and another two sides. And a drink. <laughs> and a drink for like <laughs> eight bucks. And she's spending like 17 for her meal. And that's just sauteed veggies and stuff. So it is kind of crazy. Uh, and, it's and a that's, commodity that's, to be healthy. Right, and it is. So, I mean, as far as, you know, like our, our cooking habits and stuff, so it, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's not hard either. I just think I can do a better job when it comes to being in the kitchen and actually providing a meal for another human being. I'm still trying to learn that myself only because, you know, I, I eat a lot of meat. So instead of me always saying, hey, this is, this is just too hard or I don't know what you want, I guess I can be a little bit more creative and get in the kitchen and just like come up with ideas because that's what we have the internet for. We do have Google to right. do searches and, and try to find different meals and stuff that I can actually do. And babe, I'll give you some credit. You know, not every vegan is actually as picky as, a, as I am. That's true. I like flavor. You know I do. Because yeah. you know I can't go without my... Uh, curry. And my... 
Cayenne pepper. Absolutely, babe. What do I contain in my purse every single day? Curry and cayenne pepper. I keep it with me because I got that fire in me <laughs> and I got to have it. You guys, I'm so crazy. I put cayenne pepper and lemon in my water and I drink it. Not because it just tastes good, because I know it's actually good she for actually my body. Do. And, uh, you know, I am picky. I like flavor. I don't like anybody to just be like, hey, here's some broccoli and some uh, carrots and some lettuce and we sauteed it with some salt. You know, I really think that a lot of restaurants, you know, I give you guys all the credit, but I do think that it's not actually difficult to cook the food. I think that it's actually harder to run the business and to do the books and to make sure that you're marketing versus where it is to just go into the kitchen and actually cook a meal. Right. You know, yes, I'm a vegan, uh, but there is a lot of ways to actually elevate certain things that people say they don't like all the time. Babe, do you remember when we got together and you were telling me that you didn't like mushroom? Do you remember that dish that I made and I actually snuck the mushroom and the parsley, everything in there together? Come on, babe. Let's that's, talk about that experience. That it was fire. And, and what did I put it over? Uh, she put it over some mashed potatoes. Sure I mean, like I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, like obviously, you know, growing up and you know your, your mom in the kitchen making pastas and stuff, and you have to you know deal with the mushrooms. I don't yeah, like the yeah. texture of mushrooms, so it, it's kind of different now uh, when I'm older because I, I got this thing to where stuff I didn't like when I was younger, I wouldn't think I would like in my adult um, age. So. With the mushroom, she's made this dish, and I'm just like, I, I did. I, I see you bought some mushrooms, but I'm about to eat that. You can miss me with that. And she ended up going in the kitchen. I just remember, just like, yeah, okay, I see those mushrooms. But she ain't gonna do nothing with it. And I remember saying, okay, I'm in there in the living room watching TV. She comes out with this dish, and I'm like, man, what is this? It looks like gravy. I mean, it just oh, looked man, like gravy. And when she put it on those mashed potatoes, and I'm starting eating it, and I'm like, damn, this is good. Like, this is real good. And she goes and say, hey. Um, by the way, it's mushroom in that dish, and my face dropped like, oh, I can't believe you just did that. I almost damn near wanted to fight. But the food was so damn good that it was just like, man, you did a good job. So I, I definitely it. applaud her for uh, putting that in there because I actually don't have a problem with mushrooms no more. So. We put it in our stir fry now. Yep. And it just, it creates a, a element and a texture. I know a lot of people don't have a problem with texture, babe, because, you know, I put you in that category. Yeah. Even though, let me be clear to y'all, he ain't in no category. <laughs> but I am going to put him in this category in terms of everybody has everybody, guys. We all have a problem with textures, even I do. Uh, but they do say that it takes 20 times to actually taste something to to fake or uh, what they say, trick the mind, because that's where it's at. It's all in our mind, right. you know, self-conscious and things like that. But your taste buds actually get used to something actually when you try it 20 times. Now, guys, if you go out and you'd be like, man, I really don't like bananas and I've tried it 20 times and I really can't get used to it. It's because you'll never get used to it. You tried it that 20 times. It's just like going to the gym. They say it's a three-day hump, right? Right. We have a 20-day hump in, in actually liking something. So, yeah, I'll be real. Every time I fix something, I know he doesn't like something, I actually put it in there. But, guys, everybody makes mistakes. I'm going <laughs> to let you, babe, tell the experience of when I was actually giving you the herb of rosemary and you were actually liking it until I made, guys, the biggest mistake of my life. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that experience turned me completely on rosemary. Now I will no longer eat it um, because rosemary wasn't bad. I mean, I've eaten it with steak and stuff in the past before, but when you get such a mild flavor, you don't really actually right. like notice it. So, you know, being around her, she cooks a lot with different herbs all the time. So, you know, she was making these dishes all the time with like 
rosemary in there. So yeah, I, I, those potatoes. The potatoes and everything. I loved it. It was it was amazing because you had that mild hint of rosemary. I don't know what happened that day. I just know when she was cooking, <laughs> she came back out and she, I don't know what happened. I think the top or something came off and all the rosemary spilled in the dish. And no matter what she did to try to like correct it, try to get some out, uh, she like tried to dilute it with other stuff. It was so damn strong it was. that I just, I now won't eat rosemary. I messed up. I rosemary messed up. is on the same category as fennel and black licorice for me. I just won't eat it. But I'll tell you, I think that one day, I think that one day we are going to make a podcast and you are going to talk about a dish that I made <laughs> that had rosemary and fennel in it and you loved it. It might. I, I made a mistake, guys. I was I was pouring something into it and like you said, the, the, the cap came off and uh, too much came into it. And I really try to save myself because I actually don't believe in wasting anything. You know, there's so many people that are starving. There's so many uh, poor countries, even in, in countries that are thriving. You know, we talk about India, we talk about Egypt. There's a lot of rich countries, but there's not a lot, a lot of poor countries. As, as we know, there's a lot of homeless people. There's a lot of people that are starving. So I don't actually believe in wasting food. So I told myself, I will not waste this dish and I will fix it. Unfortunately, <laughs> being very optimistic, I, I fixed it for myself, but I didn't actually fix it for him. And I've been a vegan since 2015 and it took me a long time. You guys, uh, as I'm talking, I used to be a meat eater. I used to throw down on my steak, on my chicken, on my ground beef. You know, <laughs> I used to love a good damn burger. But what I what I considered that uh, my health was more important. There's a lot of things that, you know, doctors couldn't really figure out. And once I started to realize that my body knew more than I actually did, I submitted to my body and I found out that cheese and milk and meat didn't actually make me feel good. So I, I did convert, but I'm not here to actually convert my hubby over here. That is <laughs> not what I'm trying to do. But what I am trying to do is save the world and heal the world and uh, help them to realize that it doesn't just take doctors. It actually takes us to uh, get in touch with our minds and our bodies to be able to be congruent with one another, to become mindful of the two and understand that they are two different things, but they actually can pair well together and actually know each other uh, to give it what it needs. So that's what I did. You know, in 2015, I did a little experiment and then I realized, wow, this is actually what helps my body. But, you know, babe, you know, I'm be real on this podcast because, you know, I get tired a lot. I get fatigued. And it's because if you become a vegan or you become a vegetarian, you really have to know what you're doing and you can't miss meals like I do, right. to be honest, because, you know, I don't always eat. But when I eat, I eat. <laughs> but no, seriously, you you really have to pay attention to the proteins. You have to you have to pay attention to the, to the sugars, the carbohydrates. It's not about counting calories. It's really about knowing what your body needs because everybody has a different blood type. Everybody is designed a different way. We all have the same veins. We all have the same color blood, you know, but our skeletal system, our digestive system, it all works differently based on our DNA. And obviously none of us have the same DNA. Even certain twins don't have the exact no. DNA. So we have to understand uh, the roots. And once you understand the roots, you're able to understand the cause. And once you're able to get the cause, you're able to set um, 
a lifestyle because I don't actually believe in diets. I believe whatever is designated for your body will be. So, you know, we talk about that all the time and, and that's jumping into just our environment alone and understanding the dynamics of how our environment with animals, with plants and people affect us every day, you know, mm -hmm. because I really truly believe that we are connected and that's something that we should pay attention to, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that too. So I, it is a good philosophy because I mean, everything stemmed from, from the earth. So no right. matter what, when we all die and leave this earth, we all go back into the earth. So, I mean, if rather you get buried, I don't really care for the whole cremation like process yeah. because I don't, I, I feel like you, you was born with this body and you right. should preserve it no matter in what life you're in. So right. even at the, the afterlife, right. um, however you view it, your body should be given back to the earth. But right. when you, I mean, I guess when you toss your ashes and stuff, it's still a, a part of you. It's just, it's just different. I just feel like, yeah. because it's not, it's not you no more. I don't right. know. It's just, it's different. I, I have a different like philosophy behind that, but obviously that's going more into the religion side of stuff. And yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is, it is, yeah, no, it, it is. In a certain way. So I don't want, you know, I don't want you guys to be like, oh, well, you know, this, this, and the third. Um, so it's just, I don't know. I just feel like you were, since you were born with the body that you have, I just feel like when you're giving it back, once you get buried and stuff, you have a chance to your your body to still be here, yes. your presence. So when your family go and visit the yeah. tombstone yeah. and your gravesite, you're there. You're there. Yep. And when you cremate it and people still have these gravestones and stuff, it's like, I understand the concept of it, but they're not actually there. So you're just visiting something because because of the look. Right. So and I hope that doesn't offend anybody. It's just that's just what my ideology behind it. So I agree. You know, I don't really believe in uh, and, and like and like he said, you know, you don't have to agree. But I will tell you how I feel. Uh, I don't believe in being um, burned. You know, mm -hmm. I, I believe that the soul is connected to the body, even though that this is our temple, our soul still remains in this temple. And you know, you guys, I'm not actually religious. I believe that I'm very spiritual. Um, I believe that everything is connected and I believe that I'm a free spirited, but as the roots of a tree, I believe that there are roots through my body that connects to that tree, that connects to every plant, that connects to every animal, that connects me to every human being on this earth. You know, let's just right, right. be understanding. Uh, so when I say this, I'm coming from that philosophy that I actually contain and I agree with you, babe. You know, I think that as dirt you were created, as dust you should go. Yep. And when you are um, cremated, then you do disperse of the ashes, but they yep. go into many places. And the way that I feel about that is that you are everywhere instead of being into one segregated area. And right. it's not that you have to be. But when people, like he said, when people are visiting you, at least they know that you actually remain there. You know, I don't know where the soul goes. I really don't have the idea of death all the way. I do believe that death is a spirit, just like anger, frustration, love, happiness, and so on and so forth. Um, but when we die, I don't know where our spirit goes, but I would like to know that our body actually does go back to the earth. And when you are cremated and the ashes you know, going in the wind or going into one place, uh, dumped into one place. I don't know if it actually is as in depth as it is on the surface. And I think that a lot of people listening would actually know what I mean by that. Um, so to your point, I think it is good that we actually just die and be buried um, because we're so far underground 
that I think that the earth does what it does. No matter what it is that we think, no matter what it is that we may be able to see, we don't actually know uh, where, where it actually goes. And I think that when we go underground, there's a part of us that still exists on this earth, no matter where our soul goes. So no matter, we're giving back, our bodies are giving back and it's, uh, it's, it's being provided as nutrients to our earth. So it's giving to those roots and it's giving the water back because as we know, babe, our bodies are made of 80% of water. Yeah, so when we die, I believe that 80% of water goes back to the earth. So it's hydrating it and it's being, um, and I'm going to use this word freely. It's being reincarnated into whatever form. I'm not talking about our souls, but I'm talking about our body ourself. It's being reincarnated in terms of hydrating the earth, hydrating that area. Um, and that's just truly what I believe. So I agree with you, babe. You know, yeah. I, I do think that, you know, if you are to die before me, I know exactly what to do with your body. Right. And I believe I, if I, if, if I go before you, you know what to do with my body. You know, unfortunately I just had my grandfather pass away a couple of months ago mm -hmm. and you know, uh, his wife, my grandmother, she didn't want him to be cremated, but unfortunately other people went against her decision and actually cremated him. And, you know, it took away from us actually being able to have that. You know, I don't believe everything in funerals, but it did take away from us actually being able to bury him and to visit him because I don't know where he is and neither does she. So I really relate to you and saying that, you know, at least loved ones can go and visit somewhere where they know that they were actually contained because right now my grandfather is kind of just Roman, you know, in my idea. and. I can never truly say goodbye if I don't actually know where he exists other than talking to other, you know, parts of the universe that I actually believe in. So, you know, it, it, it gets touchy and I don't want to get into the religious part, like you said, because, you know, everyone is different and they have their own I ideas. But, uh, you know, like everyone has a body part, everyone has an opinion. And I don't think it's for people to get judged off of, but I think it's for people to actually get in touch with what they believe in, stick to their values and their morals, and uh, just stay bold in that. Yeah, and just like, you know, going back to your point with the uh, with your grandfather, um, you know, my uncle, when he passed away uh, a while ago, probably like, what's nine years ago, probably now, I'm still in high school. Um, when he passed, you know, my family actually like put him in a plot because we actually have a plot um, and he got buried with my great grandparents. Mm. So he's there. Um, and I know, I think at the time, I believe he was married to her at the time. My, my little cousin's still alive. Um, she actually lost her mother literally a year after my, my uncle died. So oh. she actually got buried in the same plot with my wow. uncle. And I thought that was actually like, it was touching because she's not although she she's not like our direct family she was still family enough for my family to consider her as mm -hmm. as so and buried her in the same plot as where our family would be buried connected and so it's not like it's not our whole family it's uh it's just it's a it's not our whole family it's just more of just you know certain uh of my ancestries and certain people that just buried there because we're all not scattered around but you know we're all in different parts of the united states and not everybody you know, when they pass away, come back to Michigan and right. get buried in the right. same site. So right. I just think that it was it was very powerful. It was very emotional. And it's just like, it's sad, you know, obviously to see my little cousin. I have 
uh, any parents and, you know, you, you can, you can, uh, you know, have a different mindset in certain areas when you don't have those. And, you know, me knowing your experience and me knowing my experience, you know, I was raised with a mother, um, a single mother, three kids. Um, I know my father now, but I didn't get raised by him at all. And I didn't really meet him until I was, I believe, 15 years old. And we still, we don't have like a relationship I wish we would have had. I don't hate him at all, but he's a good, he's a good guy. But I just felt like he could have did more because I do have other siblings from him and I'm closer to them than I am with him. And when you have that heart to heart um, with, you know, a sibling talk, you, you don't actually get to, you know, experience and relate to what they're saying and what you say about that and it's just like man i never would have thought he could be like that because of what i know from him so it's just it's it's sad in that area but you know i obviously you know we get the hands we're dealt with rather it's you know it's not choice to me you know we just got born that way and we just got dealt the bad hand i mean that's how i i view it i because you know obviously buddhists view it a different way so we're you know we choose choose yeah we choose what path we want to choose for ourselves and it's like what right right (laughs) nothing 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 against buddhist though it's just a different philosophy in terms of you know going back to way back into slavery going back into when women were not supposed to be able to vote they didn't have a voice you know just just going back to the dynamics of uh the races and the cultures that were actually involved in so many different things understanding that in terms of buddhists uh you know it's their their ideas that we were actually um here to choose our path and you know just speaking of the things that you talked about you know from my path i i definitely can relate yeah i I know i don't want to get into you know all of it but coming from nine other siblings and growing up in foster care you know being taken from my family um, at the age of 12 years old, not actually having my uh, father, you know, I um, and my mother and still not today in the ways that I want, you know, I, I definitely relate to the relationship that you have with your father because, you know, I feel the same way, even though you didn't have him the way that I had my father up until 12, eh, off and on. I don't want to get into the whole I- ideal of it, right. but I understand where when you miss so many years of someone's life, it's... um it's kind of impossible to get that back. It's, 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 it's a little hard to understand the dynamics and to grow that relationship, understanding that they're really good people and that they're just really cool people. It's different than having that person to be able to call your mother, to be able to call your father. And then when you do have people that say things about this person that you were na- never able to experience, right. it's, it's difficult. So, you know, really just in a nutshell, you know, it's uh, it's a difficult life. And, you know, we can sit here and talk about experiences and we can talk about what life brings. But, you know, one thing that I will say, you know, you talked about being built, a dealt a, de- a difficult hand, a bad hand. We were. And I'm be I'm going to be totally honest. You know, that's how we see it. But one thing that we both did is we saw a silver lining. We saw a haystack and we found that needle. And we were able to get poked several times to find it. Right. But what we didn't do is we didn't let it consume us. And we didn't let us to deteriorate us and to be stuck into a mindset that controlled us into being uh, pressed down or suppressed. What we did is we rose above that. And we are not saying that we're better than anybody or that we did anything that was uh, better or 
powerful. But what we did do is we understand the dynamics of where we came from. We look back, like everyone says in the church and in and, and, and many areas of life, we looked where we were and where we came from and where we are today. And I, I honestly can say knowing you, getting to know you, being together for almost three years, I'm very proud of you. I am very proud of where you have come from, what you have made of yourself, and the ideas that you have, the morals that you have, and the beliefs that you stand by, because that is what shapes you into not just a man, but a man of God, and also just taking the time to get to know yourself and being able to be a locust flower, to grow into muck, as we both have, but becoming something so beautiful. So. That's and, why I can I definitely, love you. and I can definitely say the same about you. And that's why I love you, too, because getting to know you, you know, over these years and actually being able to, you know, see the growth in you and, you know, coming from, you know, the situation that being dealt a bad hand and, you know, not being able to, you know, have a relationship with all those siblings is, it's, it's, you know, obviously to me it's sad, you know, and we can get into it, you know, all day long about <laughs> it, but it's just so much that goes on that level, but I'm actually proud of who she became. She, she's one of the fastest people that I know that graduate college without breathing. Um, she, <laughs> she finished it in three years and they said it was going to be impossible, especially for the program she's going to be in. So, yep. So I, I, I'm definitely very proud of what you became. You did your thing and, you know, I'll continue to see you um, have growth and, and, you know, hopefully achieve everything you want to achieve in life. So even coming from, you know, our situation. Yes. So definitely. And, we, and we have different experiences. Yeah. But one thing that I love about us is that, you know, just tying this all together is that even though we did go through different experiences, you know, tying it back to relationships, we have differences and we have uh, similarities, but we're able to come together through it all. Yeah. And that's what our world should be. Yeah. And I, uh, like she said to me, she loved me and I love you just as much. So my whole heart. thank you for these great three years and hope you guys definitely enjoyed this segment. Um, did you enjoy it? I did. And just understanding that there's ups and there's downs and that we should play it out no matter what. Yep. So again, you guys, uh, if you want to keep uh, tabs with us, just, hey, just make sure you get back on here and we'll, and we'll see you in the next episode. All right. See ya. Peace.